Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be ever-pleasing in your sight. You are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. On the first page of what he calls his anti-memoirs, Andre Malraux, a French writer, writes of meeting a priest in the underground resistance during World War II. Tell me, Father, he asks, what have you learned after listening all these years to all these confessions? The priest replied, I have learned that people are not as happy as they appear to be, and that none of us, finally, really grows up. I love that answer, though it's a little bit tough, but it's wise, and I think there's compassion in it. And of course, he could have gone on to say that the two were not unrelated, our unhappiness and our failure to grow up. Jesus and the disciples are on the road again, and they are headed to Jerusalem, and Jesus has just finished a major teaching on his cross and resurrection. And the text says the disciples are arguing about something among themselves. What are you guys arguing about back there? Oh, you know, who will be the greatest in your kingdom? You can just imagine what Jesus wants to say to them at this point. Guys, why don't you just grow up? <laughs> Have you ever said those words to another person? Won't you just grow up? Maybe you were a teenager and you made a snarky comment that was totally appropriate, but your other friend takes it one step further and offers an off-color remark. Grow up. You're a father and your son is in the sixth year of college. Not because, not because he isn't doing well in classes, but because he knows that he will never have friends like he does in his fraternity, and he just doesn't want to graduate. Son, I understand, but don't you think it's time to grow up? When we think of growing up, we see someone who starts a new chapter in life. They buy a planner. They start reading the Wall Street Journal or the Times. They trade in their video games for a gym membership. They buy an iron and a juicer, and they set three life goals. Given how we usually take what it means to grow up, it seems especially odd what Jesus does next in our passage. Then he took a little child and put it among them, and taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. To grow up, says the text, look at this child. This is a great paradox. But in effect, Jesus is showing us the difference between childishness and childlikeness. The disciples are looking out for their own place in the kingdom childish. He wants them to look into the eyes of this child and discover the wonder of childlikeness. From childishness to childlikeness, what's the difference between the two? <coughs> well, 
Children first and foremost show us that it's okay to be dependent on others. Of all the great promises of growing up that we are sold, we are told that above all we long to be independent, to be able to choose for ourselves the life we want for ourselves. Children, on the other hand, know they need their parents, their friends, and their stuffed animals. They are proud to need others. They aren't ashamed of being dependent. They know deep in their hearts the grace of dependency. And the paradox of growing up has something to do with learning from children the grace of dependency. The disciples in this gospel also want a certain level of certainty about Jesus' future because they know their own future success is bound up with his fate. They want security. They want to know the future. But herein lies the difficulty. To know the future with dogmatic certainty is to suck the air out of your own hopes and dreams about it. If the future is certain, if you know what it will be, you have no, you have no reason to dream about what it might be. One of the ways of growing up is giving up the certainties, the strict prohibitions that clutter the soul. Be these Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, New Age, agnostic, to give these up and to learn to become a dreamer again. Children are dreamers. It's our children who are wide-eyed with wonder and always squealing in amazement at silly little things. A dog licking their face finding an old penny on the sidewalk, a raindrop splatting on their noses. If you were to unplug your devices, to perhaps go for a hike or listen to a piece of music, I wonder what dream would begin to emerge within you. Because the paradox of growing up has something to do with the grace of dreaming great dreams. But maybe you say the disciples are dreaming after all, they are spinning out futures for themselves as kings and queens in Christ's kingdom. But this is where we need to look and welcome the child again. Because children, faster than anyone, can spot a phony. You who are parents here, how many of your guests have been ungraciously unmasked by your children? It doesn't matter who you are, children will tell you the truth. It was only a few years ago, maybe yesterday, that a lovely family invited guests to their home for dinner. The great husband and wife invited everyone, the children too. At the table, finally, the mother turned to her six-year-old daughter and said, sweetie, would you like to say the blessing? Well, I don't know what to say. The daughter replied. The mother answered, oh, just say what you hear mommy say. <laughs> the daughter bowed her head and said, oh, Lord, why on earth did I invite all these people to dinner? <laughs> the paradox of growing up has something to do with learning from children how to tell the truth, even if it's on your own mother. The grace of dependency, the grace of dreaming, the grace of truth-telling. Welcome the child, says Jesus. The disciples want a God who offers them safety and security. They want a God that very many in Christianity still want, a God without a cross. 
The somewhat unsettling news at the heart of today's reading is that God didn't come to earth as we would expect him to, as a character out of a Marvel movie. God came in vulnerability and weakness. God came as a child. And God came as a child so that we might grow up. We want God to be strong so that we can be weak. But in Christ, we see that God wants to be weak so that we can be strong. We want God to protect us. But God in Christ takes such a form that we must protect him. We adults want God to come down and set things right. But God becomes a child so that we might grow up. Whoever welcomes the child welcomes me. What does it mean to welcome the child? It means to accept children as they are for what they are. And it means not rushing them into being an adult. Because it's not the children who need to learn from us, but rather us from them. Growing up in the way of Jesus doesn't involve buying a planner or an iron or setting three goals for yourself. Those are all good things. But Jesus has something else in mind in his invitation to Christian maturity. Welcome the child. Learn the grace of being dependent the grace of relying on others, and find that in our dependency we're strong. Learn the grace of dreaming. Put away the temptations to certainty and to settledness, and learn the grace of truth-telling, not so that we can bash one another over the head, but because we want to be the kind of people who are loved as we are, and we know there's no love without truth. These are the three practices of childlikeness that might help us help us to grow up in the way of Jesus. It's a paradox indeed that the way to Christian maturity is through the narrow gate of childlikeness. But after all, we do believe in a God who came to us first as a vulnerable baby and now as a vulnerable and broken piece of bread, giving us himself, born a child, that we might grow up into the fullness of love.